Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Well, thank you for having me. Today's topic, teaching your children about empathy. And I always enjoy when you had the time to come in and chat with us because I feel like I learn so much just about my own family and how to help my kiddos at home. And I think today's topic is one that will really resonate with parents and help them help their children as well. And can we get started by, let's just define the term empathy. When you say helping your children learn empathy. What are you really meaning? Sure. So so the idea, and I think oftentimes these words get used synonymously, empathy and sympathy. Sympathy right. is feeling for others. Empathy is the idea of feeling with someone to try and put yourself in their situation and feel as if you were them. And, and really the beauty of empathy and the reason I think it's a critical component that we teach children is because empathy fuels kindness. And We all know. I think we can agree that we need more kindness, right? Right. There's no doubt about it. So there are some there are some things to do, and, and you know I think honestly it's difficult at times in in my work specifically to find myself empathizing with others if we've never been in that situation, and so it really does feel like a, a critical component to teaching our children the art of empathy. And there are some tips that I want to give that I think can be helpful and and certainly expedite that process. And the first is simply talking about our feelings. You know what I really mean about that is emotional awareness. The understanding of one's own feelings makes it really easy for us to then be able to understand others' feelings. And some of the ways we can do that is is really just talking and identifying feelings with our children. One matter of fact, my, my daughter and I were playing a game the other day, and I was asking her to express things, and I would try just by facial expressions to identify what emotion she was feeling. So she was using anger, and we didn't always do well with that game. Uh, it wasn't great. Her serious look was was her anger look is is just kind of a serious look, and it seemed to to be a lot of different emotions seemed to have the same look. Right, so it right. was a good game to play, but one that well, I think facial expressions often lead us to understanding maybe what someone is feeling, and for children to be able to see some another child's facial expression of sadness or anger may give them a cue as to, you know, maybe offering a smile or a hug or stepping away and giving them a little more space if that emotion is anger. Right. So I'll tell a story on myself here that because I think in our line of work, you know, we read so much. And and so as a parent, you're always trying to to think about, well, this research article that you'd read or this, you know, this journal or what did this last study say? And so when our oldest, he's now 15, when he was little, I would always, because I was trying to get him to talk about his emotions, I'd say, well, now, how does this make you feel? You know, and, I would, and I'd want him to express it. So he today still has not let me forget that. Every once in a while, he'll look at me and, and he'll just be joking, but he'll say, 
I am feeling mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's good. And I think what's interesting is children early on, they get, you know, kind of like that six pack of crayons. You know, you get some basics, like you get the happy and right. the, the, the mad, and they've got that pretty figured out. But it's some of those other ones like curious or confused and things of that nature that I think as they grow, they're able to add to their repertoire of understanding. How can we help our kiddos express their emotions? Or, or how they're feeling because now, now you know, like I said, when my oldest does it, he he is purely making fun of me of how I've tried to to get him to express his feelings, you know, throughout childhood. Yeah, I think a really good way is as parents, we need to be an example, right? We are the number one, the main influencer in a child's life. And I I know I've said that several times on this podcast before, but it's a critical component because as parents, I think we need to be the example. Um, When we're feeling some way, I think a way to to help our children understand how to express it is they get to see us express it. May not be the best way. So parents, you know, keep in mind of that. It's needful to be aware of how we're expressing ourselves. But at times for me, I can say I feel frustrated right now and they get to see what frustration looks like for an adult. And so I think as a parent, for us to always be leading and teaching as using ourselves as an example. And I think that that's somewhat of a change for households, because when I think about maybe our generation, when we were kids, there may not have been a lot of conversations in the house about feelings, that it just Mm -hmm. wasn't something that was commonly communicated. And I think as, you know, as society, has changed that that there are a whole lot more open conversations going on in the house. Yeah, and I, and I think this is a good point that you bring up because not only is it important to help them identify their emotions through the practice of identifying mine or yours, but it's also critical to own our mistakes when we mess up. You know, when the emotion is not appropriate, then we come back and say, "Hey, you know, Daddy didn't handle that well. You I'm started, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you started crying, and Daddy didn't handle that right. I should have been more patient with you and asked." you why you were crying instead of assuming that the reason you were crying was for something else. And so to be able, yeah, I think children need to see us when we mess up, make those apologies and set a good example of when we may not express ourselves appropriately. Additional tips that you may have to share. Sure. You know, I go back to stories because young kids, that's what we're doing all the time. Reading to our children is so critical just with their their development of uh, vocabulary, but also, I think, in this empathetic, emotional awareness way. There are several books, and one of those favorite books I was I was mentioning to you on the way over here was for Ferdinand the Bull. Ferdinand, you know, right? yes. And just what a, and in that story, what a good example of, of an expression that he has that is misinterpreted, right? They say, wow, what a fierce bull. But they didn't realize he had sat on a bee. And that was a reaction to a bee sting when we can look at those two. And so I think important that we look at uh, expressions of emotion in different contexts. And so I think books are a really good way to do that. Another way I think that is important is the exposure to diversity. Giving children an opportunity to discover and experience life through different perspectives. And the ways that we can do that is simple. Not only reading books is a good way, but eating at restaurants with ethnic cuisine, right. um, you do local gatherings downtown and events in your community where other religious groups or ethnic groups might be a part and to be able to take them there and see what's happening. And I think along those same lines is also maybe not only diversity in terms of cultures and ethnicity, but maybe also awareness of special needs that individuals 
may have. And I was part of a a conversation the other day, and it was talking about barriers and helping to to recognize barriers that individuals may experience. And a person put a slide up, and it was, you know, a pretty typical busy kind of looking scene and it had a set of stairs in it. And, you know, he asked the audience to determine, to identify the barrier of the picture. And, you know, several people pointed out different things within the picture, but really and truly all along, it was the staircase. And because the room was, uh, you know, everyone was able-bodied, they had the Mm -hmm. ability to walk. And so that barrier did not immediately come forward, but just becoming you know, helping your children recognize that there are different situations that people have to handle on a daily basis and and manage. And some of those are are kind of maybe a hidden disability as well, but mm-hmm. helping them understand that. Great point. And I think you're so dry. And, and you know, it doesn't, you don't have to go far to see that. You can just go again, just to a, a football game or anywhere and you get to see that. So I think, again, just getting, getting your children out, getting involved in your community events is a great way to help teach empathy and expose them to all sorts of, of different perspectives. Uh, and then I would say the last point I would offer is to, to make sure that you're catching your children being kind. You know, I, it's funny in my household, we had, I, I tell, I've maybe said this before also, is that we have a catch them doing good campaign. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've contacted, I've even contacted the, the first grade teacher and let her know that that's the campaign we're running at home. And so that if she sees him being kind and in, in, in doing, using kind hands, then that would be something that we want to hear from so that we can also give him his accolades. And, and when I say that, I, w- I want to be clear to the parents that it's it's not that you have to give them a gift or uh, any any physical reward, but just, just the affirmation of a good job, a high five, you know, as a coach. We noticed. Yeah. As a coach, I give high fives and you'd think I was handing them a $5 bill every time you slap them on the five because they just get so psyched about it. And it doesn't take much, I think, for children to reinforce behaviors just with simple accolades and and verbal accolades for sure. So catching your children to doing good and and making sure that you're noting when they are being appropriate and being kind is a good way to reinforce that. Great. Thanks so much for being here with us today, David. It's always a pleasure. Uh, A great food for thought type topic for, for parents and really thinking about how they might implement some of these strategies at home. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.